0: Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go.
1: Lothra, Lothcat, Lothwolf, run. Pick a path and all is done.
0: War Midwest Guys presents... Star Wars Rebels HQ
2: of the impious terms, you are going
1: to lose. All paths are coming together now.
2: As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At
1: least we go down fighting. It's
2: time to get to work.
1: Your tie defender is at
0: risk. Krennic has been quite persuasive about his own project.
1: start Ezra, it's not whether or not we fight. It's how we choose to fight the matter. I know, Kena. We were meant to be Jedi, so we could be here now, when Lothal needs us most. All the paths are coming together, right? I'm just not sure if we're going to like where they lead. But we never imagined it would end.
0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Star Wars Rebels HQ. Today we'll be reviewing Season 4, Episode 9, Rebel Assault. And here to help me do that today is Mr. Brian Ekabar. Hey,
2: what's up, what's up? What's
0: going on, B? How much, man? And my brother, Aaron. Hey, yeah, man. How's it going, dude? Yeah, going fine. Alright, guys, we're finally here. We're at the very last episode before we go on the mid-season break. Uh, the battle is finally here. What we've been waiting for probably all since the beginning of Season 3. The attack on Lothal's factory begins. The rebels assault. So let's begin. So we start off right off with the X-wings coming right out of uh, hyperspace. They come right at the uh, Empire, uh, I guess. Thrones uh, embargo or blockade blockade of uh, starships. Um, we got X-wings. All X ex- finally, we have X Wings and Rebels for the first time ever. Mm. We have X Wings and Y Bombers. I believe it's like 24 ships in total, they say.
1: Yeah, it looks like a Rebel, like fighting force.
0: Yeah, very much so. In fact, I think that's about the size. I've never actually counted, but I think that's close to the size that they made a first attack on the Death Star with. It's, mm. I mean, maybe even more. Um, the other, one thing I did notice about these X Wings guys, I don't know if you guys did, they all had green on them. So.
1: Actually, no, I didn't notice that
0: at all. Yeah, every last mm-hmm. one had green. So I wonder, since we had red squadron for the Death Star, then we found out in Rogue One we had a blue squadron. Mm-hmm. Was this indeed perhaps a green squadron that Hera has taken command of?
2: Right, so before we actually get to see our yellow and red, our yellow and gold and stuff, we actually had a green and a blue that got dim- dismantled, dismantled
0: before we even had a chance to see them in action. Oh, so. could be, man. Yeah, so pretty cool. Um but uh anyway so uh they're a very confident group of pilots ready mm. to fight oh, yeah. you know i think the one i think says something like uh they got numbers but we got skills and yeah they're all hyped up and ready to go, definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is
1: essentially the rebel force you want, right?
0: Oh no, yeah, absolutely. And when she says lock a, attack foils and are in you know, position and accelerate the attack speed, mm-hmm. I love the sound effects. It was all right. It was took mm-hmm. me right back to the Battle of Yavin. For this is
2: right up my alley too. It's the, yeah, the, 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 the v- ships, the vehicle, the ships that. battle sequences. is like, oh my gosh, this is awesome.
0: It was great. They did some barrel rolls when they started off. I was like, oh! Yeah,
1: there's that nice kind of, like, almost slide maneuver. Yes. Like, where she, like, ends up shooting backwards. Yes.
0: We'll get more into that. But yes, my goodness, what a a great opening scene. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, uh, you know, Thrawn, he's, uh, seems pretty happy that the Rebels have finally attacked, because he goes, at last. Finally.
1: He, he seems pretty confident about it. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. this is to be expected," but you know,
0: and his cool, calm demeanor, as you pointed out, Aaron. He also goes, "Well, the target's obviously going to be the factory and the, the fuel depot," mm-hmm. and, uh, and then he sends out uh, Scarif's back and his tie defender to lead the counterattack. Mm-hmm. He sends out Scariff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what a just an absolutely uh, just a really good opening uh, scene. What do you think, Brian? Did what anything else jump out at you? No, yeah. I mean, like it's
2: just. Yeah, like I was sitting here and I was like, "Oh my god!" If the rest of this episode is like this, it's an A plus already.
0: Oh, I know, right? Yeah, it's a pretty
2: action packed episode overall. Yeah, I mean, but like, but like, just just with the opening, you're like, "Oh my god!" This is what I've been wanting. This like basically this entire series mm. was stuff like this. Yeah, like the battle sequences in space. Because you know, this is like to go Aaron back to the other podcast we were just on. You know, to go back to like this is the kind of stuff we did within our head when we played. When we played with the toys was the the barrel, roll. the barrel rolls, and you know, going through your yard and having somebody chase you, and it, like this is what we saw in our head. Yeah, and it's it, cool to see it coming, coming to on screen.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's best about this time, about being a Star Wars fan is you have Star Wars fans making Star Wars movies, making Star Wars cartoons. So mm-hmm. you definitely see that love, and you see the extra care that's. You taken see, it. like,
1: kind of their own imagination from when
0: they're a kid, yeah. kind of playing a part. Precisely, because they were doing the same thing we were. You mm-hmm. know, like, we're playing with the toys. Like, oh yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if this happened, or this happened, and suddenly there it is? It's like, mm. oh my goodness.
1: That's probably why you also see a kind of a, with Force powers, you see kind of a general expansion of them in time as well.
0: Yeah, in fact, it, it seems like, I think with the exception of maybe Episode 3, it seems like every movie we get a new Force power. Mm. So, you know, as it, it, it's, it's progressed. Yeah. I think Empire was telekinesis. Revent, Return of the Jedi was obviously the Force lightning. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember what Episode... One would have been You kinda of have like the anyway.
1: giant jumps from like Yeah, force vehicles.
0: force speed was uh we have, we have force speed, speed force, was episode force one. Mm-hmm. Force jumps, uh episode two I can't think of anything off the top of my head off the Oh, uh Yoda absorbing the uh the the force lightning. Mm-hmm. So that was for two like I said, I think with the exception of three is the only time we don't see a new force power. Uh, in episode seven it was her touching the lightsaber and having mm. the visions and force stuff visions. like that. Force visions. So um, and then
1: you also have the thing where like Kylo Ren actually just knocks her out. Like Yes, I'm putting it's her It's not quite in, like a Jedi mind trick, but it is just
0: kind of overwhelming her with yeah. the force, yeah. So that's also in seven, yeah. So so it seems like every movie you get at least one or two mm. you know, new force powers. Mm-hmm. So um but anyway to um uh, so we switch from uh, the opening uh, battle sequence in the in space, and while that's going on, on, the ground we've got Ezra, Kanan, and the rest of the rebels are on the ground setting the explosives on these gun towers, which is outside of. They don't really show it, but I'm assuming it's outside the factory in the city, mm. the capital city. It's obviously part of their their ground defenses against an aerial assault. Yeah, uh, they very easily blow up the gun towers, um, and Price kind of radios to Thrawn. You know, I'm vulnerable. And of course, Thrawn being typical cool, you know, collected. Thrawn, he's like, everything's fine. On the contrary, you're quite safe. Mm-hmm. i you know, and he's 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 confident though for a good reason. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's got he's got a surprise for him, so to speak. Switching back to space, uh, you got the rebels. They're taking some losses here, um, but it seems like they're taking more ties with them than they are with, you know, the right. losses at first anyway.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, just the skill-to-number ratio is uh, it's, its a little overwhelming.
0: It's a little overwhelming, but you've got... They seem to be very well trained mm. and, and uh, than the regular TIE fighter pilots. Mm. That is until we see the TIE defender come in uh, with Scaris, and then right away they lose two X-Wings, and pretty violently, too. Um, we've talked about this in another podcast about how they kill off people... In this one, you see one guy get blown apart pretty quick, and then you see the girl. She loses one wing, she loses another wing, and then she she bites it. So, yeah, you know, they're they're showing some 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 people dying and some some heroes dying. You know, even in this episode. Which, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? I mean,
2: well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, there were, there was cool scenes. Like like we know that that's how it would happen. Yeah, um, it was kind of cool to see. Like you know the electricity and the short-circuiting going on mm-hmm. around her, and then she blows up. You're like, that's exactly how I would imagine it would happen. But on yeah. the second thing, you're like...
0: What's my five-year-old going to think? Ex-
2: exactly. <laughs> like, if I'm like, watching this with my kid, like, what are they... Th- They're just watching someone just, like, blow up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and you get to a point, you're like... um are we letting them see that kind of stuff too soon
0: right are they gonna ask questions where did they go daddy yeah. Yeah, where did they go <laughs>
1: are you guys not having like questions of mortality with your children yet
0: I well at this point I have because mine is now almost eight but mm-hmm. um oh, I as
2: well past that I'm just talking about everybody
0: else but we're, we're we're putting ourselves back in time a little bit for me not so far long ago yeah I, you know they might be have to have some some question and answer time with my mm-hmm. daughter what do you mean they're gone um they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah so uh, definitely they so they start taking some losses uh, Hera steps in and uh, suddenly Scarus realizes it's her and goes after her so now we've got ourselves a dog fight in space mm-hmm. um, so Scarus versus Hera um, at first Hera's unable to shake him she says the TIE fight, the defender's just too fast even she's making that comment and then she gets got one, a pretty damn good idea she goes after the Star Destroyer and Thrawn realizes this and he actually orders Scaris to back off, but when he refuses, Thrawn does something weird. He goes, He fires on both ships.
2: Now, Mike well, what I don't think he fired on both ships. He fired at Hera, knowing that Hera would move, uh huh. He told her he told him to get out of the way, because you're in line of line of fire. Yeah. These things are not that accurate. Yeah. You're in the line of fire, get out of the way. No, i o I've got her. Well, suit yourself. I'm gonna fire at her.
0: Right, so does he do this? Is he doing this as a punishment on Scarus because he disobeys him, or is he doing it more out of respect from Hera you know that's in in a battle sense that you know Hera is more is better than Scarus in battle and therefore lets Hera play out her tactics as a matter of honor maybe even no, because I don't he's think so, so because he's so
1: I mean I can see your logic there, but it yeah. could just be a matter of indifference okay it's kind of like if the chess piece isn't moving where I wanted to move. Oh well,
0: but it's also his prized defender. that's yeah, out there. It's only like, the but, one. He's right. Still right, but they have like can, they have the battle you can make and more. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I think I think it's it's more of a um, self preservation type thing, but mm-hmm. more more so than a respect thing there because he's like get out of the way, and he's mm-hmm. like no I've got her. Suit yourself. I'm not going to go down for you. Not you're thinking you got her. Right. I'm firing.
0: Uh, yeah. Nobody. No matter what happens. See, I. To me, I, I think he's so um, tactically minded mm. um, and, and is so caught up in the whole idea of war and the battle of war and the art of war. I actually think he does it and he lets her get away with it. Which, almost.
1: So he can just continue, keep watching for So he can longer? just keep
0: watching and keep observing. And it's almost like a, like an honor thing between between mm. foes, almost. like He respects her ability so much and where he doesn't respect scaris mm. uh, or scarif or whatever, at the scaris yeah um but yeah it just to me that's that's the kind of vibe i get from thrawn is he gets mm. so caught up in because he's so big about art and he's so big about learning and mm. and how he, he respects so he, like
1: even when you feel like he's being serious part of him is still like all right i can learn more here
0: is he? can he learn more here but he he respects his opponent he like honors his opponent he mm. He gives them oh no I, a I, lot of I, I agree with that
2: he gives a lot of credit to them yeah and how they fight and their styles and everything mm-hmm. else and he does you know he does think. He, from what it seems like he does think he can learn from them mm-hmm. and, and maybe maybe improve on himself yeah however I, do, I don't see that him just letting them do what they do what they want just to, just for a learning experience I, to a degree like like yeah. it was one thing early on to do that right but now. Like, coming right towards him, I, I think it's a self-preservation thing. And he's like, you know what, just get out of the way or I'm going to blow you up. And he sh- shoots and fires. Yeah. I, and
0: it could be, it's very possible that that could be that. I just feel like with him, he's, like I said, it's, it's almost like an honor amongst warriors kind of thing. And I, I think he's letting letting Harry get away with it. Um, because he, he knows he's still got the Battle 1 in his head. So, and if he doesn't really like Scaris, or he, Scaris has disobeyed him one too many times... You know it's two birds with one stone to him. I don't yeah. know that's just, just a vibe I got from that whole whole scene. interaction. I could be way off base, but that's just how I saw it um obviously by doing so by doing this though they strike both ships both ships lose their shields, but Kara like says she goes you know uh well, I don't have shields, but neither does he so she's mm. kind of you know leveled the playing field almost. Mm between them and uh then she does that awesome maneuver where she uh she swoops up and attacks the tower and then she pulls back and the the tie fighter itself pulls back and we've talked about this last podcast about how that's what we used to do with art when we were playing with the ships Mm -hmm. hits the brakes scarif comes can't seize her because of the explosion comes out she's right there hits him blasts him takes him out
2: i mean if you think about it that's just like the speeder speeder bike from Endor. yeah in return of the jedi
0: or Top Gun, all you, over. Again. You know
2: what I mean? Like where, where, you like, like almost like just stop the other ones go by, yeah. and then they speed up stop and do behind them. Yeah. It's like that's awesome. Like, yeah. and, and originally when we were, you know, growing up, it's like, why can't we do that? And you know, why can't we do that with bigger ships? Right. Oh, they can't do that. Blah blah blah. blah. When or watch like, yes, they yes, can yes,
0: they can. It's pretty sweet. It's uh, like I said, it, it's it's Top Gun. Us again. I think there's somebody on this this uh, this team, whether it's Filoni or one of his other members, who likes Top Gun. It's very Top Gun esque to me too. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, and not only when she hits him, which is funny, like, he goes into one of the smaller, uh, cruisers, takes out the cruiser, the cruiser ends up crashing into another Star Destroyer. The, um, the effect. domino effect. The domino effect. And it makes me want, not only is it fucking cool, um, but, and it creates an opening for their attack, but to me... Her attack and her style and how it all just seems to flow, it almost feels like a Jedi move to me, almost, in a way. Because mm-hmm. of how, not only is she a damn good pilot, but all these other things happen. It kind of reminds you of, like, Anakin in Clone Wars, is it? Yeah, very much so. And I wonder, I wonder, is she possibly Force-sensitive in no. some way, shape, or form? You don't think so? I don't think so. Just straight-up pilot skills? I
2: think. Well, I think it's pilot skills, but I also think... It, with as much credit as Thrawn gives her, that she's very good at like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But then again, it's also what we talked about last episode, where when things get weird, that's when yeah, you know, good things start happening. Right. And the rebels, they kind of had the dominoes fall in their way a lot, right. And that's kind of what happened here, I think, where she she yeah. hit the one, hit the another, hit another, yeah. you know, the just, other. we just see it cascade. Yeah. It just. I don't think she planned it out or had any kind of force with it.
0: It just makes me wonder because we've got um, the guy who's the keeper of the the hollow, they call it the, the the like the holocrons or whatever. Um, in real life, Pablo Hidalgo, and he's kind of retconning Han Solo a little bit lately, and he's thrown out the idea that maybe because Han was such a good pilot that Han may have been force sensitive and they never picked up on it. Kind of, I don't know. You know just, I feel yeah, like, but leave not it alone. that you want to give everybody force. Leave it alone. I feel like it is
1: kind of like the way that. That can be kind of an issue. Like if pretty much like everyone becomes like Jedi or Jedi Light, you're kind of ruining you all some of the characters.
2: Michael the Jordan universe. was good at basketball because he had the Force. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's understand. why he won the Space Jam. It yeah. was just high midi Oh,
0: No, don't bring up that word. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so let's move on uh, to uh, Thrawn's uh, trump card. Um, it looks like you know they. Basically, uh, again, and here's the honor thing again. It goes, they, they report to Thrawn, hey, I'm a, the rebels have broken through. And Thrawn goes, well, it's regrettable, but it's a testament to Captain Syndulla's skill as a pilot. Mm-hmm. So there again, he's giving her the credit and mm-hmm. kind of honoring her, um, I don't know, skill, I guess. Yeah.
2: He's um, just respecting her. Right.
0: I don't know, I wouldn't say honor. Well, okay. Respecting. Okay. Well, all right. We'll call it respecting. Um,. And then here's his trump card, he contacts, he says contact the second wave to engage. So even though the rebels have broken through, they think they're on their way for a bombing run, <laughs> they run right into a huge wave of TIE fighters at, in the, the atmosphere of the planet. Right, yeah.
2: and it was funny because when I was watching that scene, uh, Hera's movements, with how jerky she was, like trying to look at them all, like, yeah. it reminded me of um, what's that one character who drove the falcon nub, nub nub or whatever his name is oh yeah yeah nub
0: nub yeah when, yeah, when he's yeah.
2: driving and he sees all that stuff happening he's like oh he's, yeah. that's exactly what it reminded me of nub 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 yeah, yeah when she's <laughs> she's driving i'm like oh, that, looks, that looks that looks like borrowed <laughs> movement but it was still you really you got the sense of all oh, crap we're, we're fucked yeah yeah, yeah. Um, because I think that the second wave was bigger than the first wave. Yeah, it was. Because it was like an actual blockade, like covered. yeah,
0: that was like an entire wave. And and a testament to uh, Floating and his team because I know they don't have the budget to do a huge space battle, but they did a really good job with uh, this this outer space scene and then how they did a quick cut to you know, how they hid the second wave and yeah. it's a way of getting around money wise and also well, still creating a good story.
2: Yeah, the other thing that you could tell like like as far as like money wise and everything mm-hmm. else and they didn't have to do as much detail because they were in the atmosphere yeah. and they were in the clouds. Yeah. They could hide something <laughs> You could you could you could hear everything yeah. and you could only see a few things but you knew it was just a giant wave, wave coming toward come, you. Yeah.
0: So nice job there. Um, so yeah it was uh, they Obviously, they they cut these guys to pieces, and all we see is the the rebels, what's left of them, burning up. Mm. <laughs> and, what we saw in the trailer, yeah, coming right down on the capital city. Um, so, but honestly,
1: even the fact that like one or two ships survived, thats still kind of impressive.
0: It's impressive to their their fighter skills, yeah, yeah. to begin with. Um, Would you guys think of uh, Thrawn's trump card here in use of? Oh, I thought it was
1: great. tactic. It's kinda of like when you watch like some old war movies and you have like the first battalion kind of like wearing down and waging war and both sides wearing out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the cavalry comes in on horses and just runs them over.
0: Yeah. To me it felt like Thrawn this is where they're finally starting to use Thrawn the way I like them to use Thrawn. He uses mm-hmm. his intellect and he uses his battle strategy. That's when he's at his best, you mm-hmm. know. Especially in the books you really got that sense and I got that sense here too that this shows how much of a uh, tactician he is, and the commander, mm-hmm. and how he played out his chess pieces, and and stayed cool and calm because he knew he had he had the ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. He just had to lure them in, even if they got through. Well, this know?
2: this really reminded me of like like um, like medieval times, mm-hmm. um, where you, you would see the first wave go in and the battle, and you see the other side like we've won, we've won, mm-hmm. and then you then they like they wave the flag, and the next wave comes over the hill, the cavalry comes, and over. and you just the- yeah. see the other one. They're just like, oh crap, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's, that's exactly what it felt like. Like, like it mm-hmm. felt like you know, like I was watching like Robin Hood or something else like that, but in this universe, or Braveheart, like Braveheart. You yeah. know, like you, you're watching the battle and you're rooting for them. You're Like, they're, they're winning, they're winning, and then the next wave, and, you're, and then it's like, ah, oh, crap.
0: Yeah, they're they're done for.
2: It was very well done.
0: It was, it was. Um, so the from this point on, the episode switches from the space battle to a. Uh, uh, what I like to call X-Wings Down it, it's it's uh, it, from this point it's all about uh, you know surviving in the capital city after being shot down kind of mm-hmm. thing it, it's kind of it's like of that
1: behind enemy lines behind enemy
0: lines Black Hawk Down that mm-hmm. kind of feel to it the, the, the whole episode which is which I wasn't sur- Expecting and I was, it it catches the tone really well, though, which is kind of it really does. And it really, I I really enjoyed it. I was supposed to surprise,
1: changed the city to have that more dystopian vibe as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it really just the atmosphere just really is very conducive for that story. It it,
0: it really is. Um, um, so (laughs) they the X-Wing down, as I like to start, it it starts with Thrawn ordering Rook to capture any rebels alive, especially Hera, Mm -hmm. because he hears Hera's crash landed there as well. Um And the Rebels on the ground, they have to retreat, obviously. You know, Canyon's reluctant, but he goes along, but he's still worried about Hera. Um, And Chopper ends up waking up an unconscious Hera, obviously. You know, she's crash-landed And -hmm. Chopper's the first to kind of come out of it and get her, try to get out of it. And you even see the townspeople trying to help them, but as soon as, you know, the troopers show up almost instantaneously and they have to hit the road. But Mm -hmm. it's... um, but yeah, because of the uh, the lockdown on, on Lothal, it's a good point, Aaron. How it sets the atmosphere for mm-hmm. you know the chase through the city. Yeah, I mean, um, it also
1: makes sense why you don't see a lot of people wandering out at night because there is a curfew and right or in place.
0: And obviously, they've only come out because there's been a crash landing mm-hmm. and etc. Um, I don't know, Brian. What do you think of of the whole opening to the, the X wing down?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what I thought of when like the whole the whole. Um, um, Black Hawk Down or yeah. behind enemy lines, right? Um, it felt very familiar. Um, I think those movies did fairly well anyway. So it's kind of it's an easy plot to follow mm-hmm. um, and, and apply to this. Um, and then like like the next part where where they're go- they're going to get escape, but then they, they hear the, they hear the distress signal. It's yep. one of their own. One of their own. Like yeah. when I, when I thought that, I actually thought it was it was um, the assassin.
0: Oh, rook leading them in—that would have been cool. Yeah. Like that's
2: what I thought it was. Yeah, and then it turned out to not be. But right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very, very cool and very cool to see them. Her land. Um. The only thing I didn't, like, I don't see Chopper passing out because of a crash landing. Right. Or waking up, waking up first. Yeah. Um. And I also, if he was able to open the cockpit door, mm. why did he wait?
0: Why did he just why did he why tap Why he just on the open glass? it and
2: then yeah, tap on the glass? Or why did he yeah. open it and then tap on her um, or whatever? Yeah. Like, like he can spin around really fast and slap people. Yeah. How come he, how come he did do nothing and he's he just looking through the glass like, Hello, I'll wake up. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah.
0: just... I think it was for a dramatic effect, but well, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm with you. Um, so, uh, yeah, it... Um, so, obviously, uh, Kanan... So, we switch back to the Rebels real quick and Kanan decides to go back for Hera. Mm-hmm. And what kind of a surprise, really? Sabine wants to go, but Ezra's the one that that kind of holds her back and goes, "No, if anybody can save her, it's him." Which I thought was a little out of character for for Ezra a little bit. Didn't you guys think yeah, so? Because he's usually he's first more emotional,
1: like oh, charge yeah, it's, in yeah.
0: kind of thing. I, I don't know. I, I just found that a little.
1: It, it is a little I, different, but it, it's hard to say why that is.
0: For the moment, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Brian?
2: So, like, I, I really think this is going back to the whole. Dark side. Yep, because Ezra, Ezra's like, oh, oh, he'll get it, because he knows that there's still a battle on Lothal, and he wants the they, them to win the battle on Lothal because that's his planet. Yeah, so you think he's being selfish? So I think he's being selfish, and he's like, no, no, we should all go, yeah, and let him go try to, you know, because he only loses one that way. Right.
0: I guess, but, I mean, Kanan is a
2: Jedi, but I guess he is too. But And there's just there's little—it's just these little, little things, like these little carrots that they're putting out there with, you know, the whole on, on, the, on the crawler. Yeah. So to save the guy, didn't have right. a kind of smirk on his face, let the guy fall in. Now, when, when normally you would say where Ezra would be like, all right, let's all go get him. Let's all go get her or whatever. You know, let's all go get them. Right. Now it's a, no, we'll let Kanan go. We'll go this way.
0: I don't know. Could be. I don't know. I I'm still not sold on it, but yeah, there could be an underlying tone there going on. it's it's possible. Um I don't want to believe it, I don't think. <laughs> uh maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Uh maybe I'm in denial. Um so uh we switch back uh to uh to Hera and Chopper. Chopper's transmitter is damaged in flight. That's when they hear the distress call from Mart, mm-hmm. and his crashed X-wing. Um, just a real brief reminder: Mart is uh, the he was the leader of that Iron Squadron mm-hmm. so many seasons, so many episodes ago. He was oh, yeah, uh, that young that. that young kid. Um, I'm not sure what happened to his other two members. Mm-hmm. I was going so to was, say
2: wasn't it, that was the one with the on the space shuttle for the Rebel, for the Empire.
0: That's the one where his he was the nephew of uh, Commander Sato. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, there was two other members of the squad. I'm not sure what happened to those two. But anyway, just as a brief reminder, uh, where Mart comes from, and it's kind of nice to see him. Mm. They put him back in there. It's, again, another old character returning. Um, But Hera rescues Mart. Uh, Unfortunately, his R3 um, (laughs) bites the big one from the troopers. Mm. (laughs) They make kind of a big deal out of it, I guess. But uh, they take his transmitter. They'll give it to Chopper. But unfortunately... All communications are jammed by the Empire at this point. Anyway.
2: Yeah, it's it's really weird that as much as we don't see it, yeah, every pilot has such a strong connection to their droid.
0: Yeah, well, yeah,
2: but the droids are particularly
1: useful. Like even later on this episode, Chopper does save Hera briefly.
2: Well, no, I I may understand I understand that, but I'm saying like there is a
0: The big difference between the movies and or well, at least the classic movies and Rebels with the droid because even Luke for the most part treats. Are two more as a, uh, a, a an rebel. item? Yes, mm. I mean and that,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like like I mean, in, in Rebels, these droids are like almost like this is my best friend, mm. <laughs> right? At, at least well, that's
1: <laughs> because you've had a greater humanization of the characters. Yeah,
2: that's
0: true. We've come a long films. way with the droids and loving the droids and stuff. But even lo- big sellers in terms of the toy market. So
2: right, right. I understand. I just it, it's just weird for me. To see that these pilots have such a strong connection to these. Especially somebody like um, Mart, who basically just joined the Rebellion.
0: Yeah, but he's had that R-3 even on his ship. He was like his engineer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Kept the ship going. Oh, okay. Kept repairing. Remember him and Chopper getting into it, over fixing the ship. Oh, that's the same same droid? Yeah, it's the same droid. I
2: didn't pay that close attention to him. Because... I'm not in that whole, like, I love my droid type. Right. Yeah. Well, the um, thing I find funny about it is
1: like, the droids are clearly sentient on a human level. Clearly are complete slaves in the universe, and yet save things all the time.
2: Right, they're like yeah. they're like puppy dogs.
0: Kind of.
1: Enough. A little smarter, but But, yeah, right.
2: but, but yeah like, but like, you can treat them like shit, it doesn't matter, they're still there for you. Right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, can, you don't. It doesn't matter if you beat him and chase him. As soon as you go, come here, let's do this, and they're right there to help you out. It's sort of relationship, except dogs? except for Chopper. Chopper yeah. has that whole.
0: Chopper's a cat. Yeah, where R two D two is a dog. Yeah. Chopper's a cat. Mm-hmm. He's like he's the asshole. Uh, <laughs> but um, but. Yeah, I, actually, the more I think about the whole Luke thing, he does say, you know, there are some lines he's like, hang on back there. He does say, no way, you know, when they ask if they want to change out, Astromech Joy says, no way, me and this little guy have been through too much. There is a little bit of emotional connection. It's just, it's very, it's that much more pronounced mm. as time has gone on, I guess. Maybe that, to your point, Aaron, mm. that, you know. No, it's one of the things when we're talking
1: about the evolution of the universe, it's definitely something where they've allowed yeah. the character to be more developed in time.
0: Yeah. Um, so eventually, uh, Rook um, catches up with Hera, and this I like this whole hunting down scene uh, with him. Um, oh yeah,
1: like seeing him just like climbing on the rooftop. Yeah, or, like, I was way down. more
2: impressed with this than last than episode. I was in episode oh, seven. Dude. Rook was like yeah. actually
1: really impressive in this episode, like the fight scenes with more,
2: really like, like I, more. I really, really him. wanted to see this Rook in the first one. Those yeah.
0: It was cool to see him jump from uh, building to building. Yeah, um, and tracking him while he's jumping, you And know. doing the
2: whole Aladdin thing, jumping from the, the rooftops. Yeah, to <laughs> it was it was cool. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, especially
1: with how they designed his figure, like actually having him being like almost like in a tree-like setting really works for like how like his like body mechanics work. Well,
2: yeah, because he's definitely a monkey. Like, like you, yeah. can, you can see just the way just the way he runs mm-hmm. with his arms and his legs are. It smaller. definitely plays
1: a large role in how they designed the character. Yeah, yeah, and,
2: and that's. Uh, even when I was first watching it, I was talking to Brian, and I said, hey, didn't he seem smaller in this episode than he did in the last one? Yeah. And we, he said, well, I'm actually watching the last one now, and he's basically the same size, but well, what it was was he was coming off that ship, and he seemed taller, mm-hmm. but but as you got into the scene, he did like shrink down next to Price, because in this I episode, he's he seems really small. Yeah, because of the he's city. He's about
0: the can't size of Ezra, isn't he? he? No. Yeah, uh, he's a... He's a little small. He's actually smaller because uh, he, when he rests, he rests on his knuckles, knuckles,
2: just like girl. an ape, yeah. like a
0: like an ape, yeah, essentially. Really. Um, but yeah, I think part of it is is the the city landscape too. Man. Mm-hmm. But he was very effective on that, and I I I gotta admit the idea of a monkey assassin after watching him. him Kind of badass, really, yeah. you know. Um, what, what
2: did you call it in our notes? Kung Fu Jedi?
0: Kung Fu Jedi, yeah. Uh, or Kung Fu-esque. Um, no, straight was, up uh, Matrix Kung Fu shit. Yeah, it was. With Hera. Um, Hera's showing off some really... Uh, she's looking for the nearest sewer hatch, but when they they finally... Rook catches up with her and they get in the fight, she does this, like, freaking flips, barrel roll... Mm flip back over Matrix shit and it was pretty yeah it's amazing. almost like
1: something you would see like in a modern spy
2: film yeah like, she's, or, she's way more than just a pilot yeah yeah it's
1: just uh, out of curiosity does these like last couple of episodes seem very hair focused Yes.
2: And I like not
1: only like focus but like it really is like highlighting the character's attributes.
0: It does because it's really expanding upon her because I didn't know she could do any of that shit. Mm. I, I mean, I know she could shoot a blaster, but up to now she's no, always I
1: accurately she shot a blaster that was actually super impressive. It, that was and,
2: impressive. And it, is 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 just they're only doing this because they're setting us up for that her you know. Well, dying. We,
0: well, we know she survives.
2: Well, we know she makes it into the part of Rogue One. Well, in well, and it I, all depends on how much this goes. If it if it overlaps Rogue One, yeah. well, like,
1: do we actually know that's her in Rogue One, or is that just an assumption?
0: Well, I'm going to throw this out here, just to be warned. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Confidence is high. I repeat, confidence is high.
2: Flush the bombers. Get the subs in launch mode. We are at. Spoiler alert! So, dude, been... if they haven't seen Rogue One yet,
0: well, not only it's not just Rogue One. <laughs> so, they're you know, they're doing this, and I don't know if Forces of Destiny is necessarily canon. Have uh, you actually been watching those? A couple of them. Oh, okay. I haven't and, seen any of them yet. No. And the latest one, I watched there's an episode where Han Solo has to work with Hera on Endor.
1: With the Ewoks?
0: After the Battle of Endor is over. Oh, okay.
2: God, spoiler alert, I haven't watched that yet.
0: So, that's why I why played the clip. That's why I played the clip.
2: I had my headphones on. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyway,
0: well, that's why you should wear your headphones. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so if that is canon, then therefore Hera and Chopper, because Chopper's in it too, survive. Both survive. Both survive past Jedi. Oh, okay. Well, so, but that, cool. that, again, I don't know if forces... So maybe, that's,
2: maybe that's why they're uh, highlighting her, because she's going to make it through and be in the movie.
0: Maybe, or she... How, maybe, she,
2: how fast do they age? Twilix?
0: I don't know. I've never looked it up.
2: Because I wonder if they're doing like if they're making this such a prominent like.
1: Whether it's a character that she can survive to like eight.
2: Yes, the one that we're going to see in episode eight. She
0: could be an eight, or maybe they put her in the next animated series. I so. wonder if we. Uh,
1: like they're I, like elves. They just live for
2: hundreds of years. That's what I'm saying. So I I wonder if we're going to see Hera and Ezra in eight. It's possible. Since since my theory is that. Yeah, that yeah, you know, Bell Toro is, is, gonna be is the, Ezra. Ezra,
0: it's possible. It, it could be. I like, uh, but I really like it because I love the expansion of the character. Because up to now, she's just been a really good pilot, a damn good pilot, and the mother of the entire group.
1: Mm.
0: And occasionally fires a blaster. Here, she's. a... She's a stone-cold killer. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: we're watching. He's like, everybody wants Kung Fu fighting. You yeah, know,
0: Matrix shit going on. And I mean, so... Yeah, like, yeah.
1: not only have we seen her as a good pilot and a strategist, but here, like, you see her just being very quick on her feet. Like, you have that fun moment. It's like, you're mm. really good at distractions. Like, am I? You are now. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, we got to do something.
0: But, to Rook's credit, eventually he does get the better of her. Um, but... Chopper at least saves her right before he's about to kill her. Mm. So, you know, but uh, still, though, I, I, I like the expansion. And then uh, Mark chases him off. So, um, so Kanan on his way back, we switched back to Kanan on the speeder heading back towards the capital city. And all of a sudden, there's the wolf. <laughs> he slams on his brakes, falls Skins, off, falls skids off. off the whole nine yards, and What's he's gone. He goes from being incredibly pissed off to incredibly calm in, like, two seconds. Because he goes, where are you? I don't have time for this. Otherwise, stay out of my way. Next thing, the wolf's right there. Doom. Boom. And then Kira goes, <laughs> I understand. What must I
2: do? I'm I like, d- I understand. Okay.
0: I'm like, what? And I was like, huh? what? He just said your name. What the hell is that? It's <laughs> like,
2: Aiken Bauer. Oh, okay. I know what I need to do. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the right path. I'm <laughs> not going to go save the love of my uh, life. <laughs> okay, got it. Tony I mean, McDowell's getting myself a cheeseburger. Yeah, and like, maybe, we're good.
0: Uh, maybe they're rushed for time, and maybe he communicates something through the Force with him with a vision. I don't know. Um, and maybe they're they're hiding that from us on purpose for future episodes. But mm. um, I don't know. To me, so I'm going to throw some questions out here at you guys. So does this mean that he, because he says doom, and Kane says, I understand what I must do, does it mean that he must follow the Jedi path fully? And become maybe Kanan, Caleb Doom again, and mm. thus be the Jedi that he was always meant to be?
1: What does that mean in context, though?
0: Well, Caleb Doom, when he was a Jedi, he was known as Caleb Doom.
1: No, no, I mean, but like, if what is the difference between how he's currently living his life and how he would continue his life as Right
0: Caleb now, Doom? he's kind of like the cowboy Jedi, still. He's he's getting more as he's... Like,
1: is it more or less just, he, hey, be a Jedi, give up on like emotional well, attachments?
0: Well, here's... that could be part of it, too, but here's... Here's the part, of, I mean, as this series gone on, we started off with Kanan using his blaster more than his lightsaber, and he was more like the well, rogue. Yeah, in the
1: beginning he was hiding the lightsaber.
0: Yeah, he was the rogue Jedi, and, uh, and a cowboy Jedi. Now, as the series has progressed and more things have happened to him, especially when he got blinded, he's become more of a Jedi again. Mm. So, The only thing I can think of with this whole Doom thing, and especially after this scene, is, is that does it mean that he he fully embraces it becoming a Jedi Jedi knighthood? I mean he's
1: been a Jedi Knight for a while by a by Yoda, way. but
0: he's still not he even he says to Ezra all the time my training was incomplete mm. blah 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 i i I don't know Brian, what do you think? you think we're I
2: have no idea I know it's very I have, hard I have no idea what what, what what angle they're trying to point us at mm-hmm. it, it, it just seems like like to Aaron's point, um, what would be different than what he's doing now? Except for the, the wolf is definitely pointing him in a direction more force-centered, I guess, because he did say that the the little mm-hmm. the wolves are uh, very force-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, by him saying Doom, he's, you know, I guess reminding him of his past. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that would change yeah, from what like, he currently is. Like,
1: I, there might be references if you read the comics or read the old, like, a backstory. Like, maybe there's a reference to something, like, you would get, like, he has a plan somewhere. But not knowing that, no idea.
0: I don't know. I, like I said, I guess I think it's all about him completing whatever's <clears throat> missing in him becoming a full-on Jedi or maybe Jedi Master. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Because technically, you're right. He was knighted, but he's not really a Master. He has an apprentice, but he's a Jedi Knight. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of murky, but he he's always... Never been completely like he's not like uh, Obi Wan
2: or right. Well, you know, I think would be cool if he, is if he get his eyesight back.
0: He really seems to
1: do like he's doing fine without it.
2: Well, no, I know he's doing fine without it, but yeah. just for me, um, I think it would be very cool that him connecting with this lo- this loath wolf and mm. like the Force, yeah, it actually gives him his sight back. Like he right now, he can sense stuff and he can you know basically use the Force like the Matrix. I mean, can, like force, force right maybe or
0: maybe like Force Sight or something where like just
2: something where he like like we don't see he doesn't need the visor anymore to cover up his eyes because his, he can actually see using
0: the force yeah. kind of like he is now maybe but better mm-hmm. uh, I don't know maybe I don't know it, it's it's uh it's not entirely clear obviously, and I think that's obviously something that's gonna we'll be mulling over <laughs> through the break but um yeah so I don't know um So eventually, the rebels continue their try to continue their escape through the city. Um, They come to that finally get to that that sewer hatch, and it's blocked by a walker on top of it Mm. with two stormtroopers. I kind of like how Mark draws them away. I love how Hera uses the speeder to take off the walker Uh, again, showing her tactical skills, using whatever she can. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that whole scene? Oh, it was a
1: great scene. Uh, I mean, even when you get to the point where she's still distracting them while Chopper kind of opens up the hatch, like, you really see it kind of play out through the entire scenario. Yeah. You know.
0: Brian, anything else?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was kind of odd that um, they knew that they that's what they were trying to go for. I mean, it's obviously that Thrawn put him there. there. Right. But I just thought it was odd that I could... It, be, it would be one thing to have it kind of guarded. mm hmm mm-hmm. But to have the, walker, the on. walker on top of it. Yeah.
0: Shows how much their gar- guard, yeah. you yeah. think they would have sealed them, too, somehow.
2: And that was my other thing. Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't they, if they know that's how they escape. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just seal them? Seal them. Yeah. Seal them off.
0: Go around, yeah. Blow torch. They might <laughs> still have a functional like,
1: purpose for the city.
0: Could be. That's that's a good point, I mean, too. I mean,
2: it could be, but it was just, or or you put some kind of, Empire lock on it, you know what I mean? Like, yes. well, yeah, but
1: like you could make the argument, chopper might be able to get around that still.
2: Oh no, I I, I understand yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like it was just the walker on top of it, it was a bit excessive, felt like it was over the top. Like, I if you even if you just put two stormtroopers there to guard the tunnels, yeah, like, like say they were running down the street mm-hmm. and they get to the first one and there's two stormtroopers guarding, and you're like crap, and they go to the next one and there's two stormtroopers and they're like crap all of our exits have been blocked you know what i mean right but they're running through the streets and everything else the garden and they get to the one tunnel they're supposed to use and there's a walker on top of it and i'm like oh well,
0: okay that kind of shows Thrawn too he's like yeah you're not getting here without a serious fight mm-hmm. so i don't know but it was good ingenuity it was another good thing by uh by hara um you know it, it martin chopper make it to the hatch and Hera's about to but she's Rook shows back up and, you know, puts an end to that. And I mm-hmm. like how Hera sacrificed herself, saves Chopper and saves Mart and seals yeah. the hatch behind him. Um, yeah, she really, like,
1: kind of gives them time and actually has a really good precision shot to close the hatch.
0: Yeah, she does. Yeah, and almost cuts Chopper in half. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I said, go. Boom. Right, exactly. And, Don't have time for argument. Yeah. Um, so Mart follow, finally follows gets out of the, of the uh, city at the same hatch that uh, they did earlier a couple episodes earlier meets up with Kanan, uh, you know basically tells Mark there's nothing you could have done but there is something I can do again what is it that
2: he can do and the other part was he goes Hera and he goes I know like he didn't even tell him what Hera did and he's like I know like
0: I know, chop. Yeah.
2: So, like like how do you know? Like what it, like what it, what did the Lothwolf wolf tell you because obviously it feels like the loaf wolf told him something, right? And we just and, he's told like, him. And, he, and he showed up at that tunnel, yeah, waiting for them to come. And he's like, "Haribol, I know." Oh, okay, you already know because
0: the wolf is, is obviously something happened because he goes from like I said, we we go from one extreme to anger, pissed off to calm, and to calm it. and collect it like that. So something happens between him and that wolf in that split second in the force. It has to be. It's the only explanation. It's so cool huh it's a stalker. so yeah, could be maybe i mean we'll find out we've only got you know and, and um well, we'll, well let's hold off um okay. so the episode ends with the the loath wolf again just kind of staring off into the distance and they do another close-up of the loath wolf the thing you know the other thing about the loath wolf and its eyes its eyes are sith eyes <laughs>
2: Well, you, yeah it does seem like that yeah it's Where kind it's of like
0: yellow and black yeah the yellow and I know some wolves are naturally that color but mm. it
1: just I just assume
0: that's more of like a cat eye effect yeah I but you know when I looked when they did that close up I'm like that reminds me of the Sith eyes like Anakin gets in like you know when, he becomes, when he's Vader is, mm. in episode 3 um, I don't know just a observation. Yeah, I guess. it's
1: a good bummer of a ending though, isn't it?
0: It is really because it, it's a cliffhanger, obviously, and it leaves you with like I guess the cliffhanger should more questions than.
2: Oh, I mean, did we talk know. about her meeting Price?
0: No, we didn't actually. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. So when, uh, what did you guys think of, uh, of that when Hairs like I've been, to I'm looking forward to meeting you, and she goes just a, such a small victory and mm. stuns her. When yeah. you, it, Hera's really, Price is really looking down on her, really, mm. mm-hmm. you know, or trying I, to degrade I, I, her. I
2: almost feel like like Price had built her up as something like great, yeah. And she gets in front of her, and she's like, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is the this is the great Hera, whatever. Blah blah blah. And then Rook taps her with his little mm-hmm. thing and zaps her. And she's out. Mm-hmm. Or was it go the other way around?
0: I, I think she was trying. Well, I think Rook captures her, and then she stands up, and then she shoots her. But. I think it was more to degrade her morally, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, such a small victory, such a great effort, and yet here you look at what happened. You didn't mm. even you didn't yeah. make a dent. Just being yeah. an asshole.
2: Well, that's what the Empire does. Yeah, exactly. Taunt. Taunt them. Yeah. Keep 15 yards.
0: Well, I mean, the Empire is pretty much the Nazis all over again anyway. I mean, it's that same kind of feel. Or any t- totalitarian regime can't say that again anyway let's do final thoughts and grades all right aaron uh, final thought and grade for rebel assault
1: um I'd probably give it a B to a B plus. I mean it's a very hair focused episode. You really see the expansion of the character. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of just like the themes for the episode it does really good. It has great action in the beginning as well as
0: towards the end as well. So
2: overall it's a great episode.
0: Okay Brian, what do you th- uh, what do you think? Um I
2: think this is the first episode of the season that I'm going to give an A plus a+ to. Okay, cool. I mean for me like the opening to this with the whole battle scene mm-hmm. and then um you know, even the even the Canahan combat between Hare and Rourke mm-hmm. um or Rook. Um that was great. I think the only the only downside to this was the whole like we're not getting the added information we need between Can- Kanan and the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um but I can deal without that because we got the great battle scene to start the thing out, start the episode out. So I'll go with a, a, a plus. Okay, cool.
0: Um, I'm going to do the same. I'm actually gonna probably just go ahead and go a plus. Um, I love the, 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 the X wings at the beginning down to the sound effects, the barrel rolls, the action, the new use of the X wing against, uh, scarce with Hera, the, that whole, the, 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 the strategy of throw the tactics. Um, the way it changed from that kind of an episode to it like an X-wing down, Black Hawk down kind of feel and vibe with them being hunted through the streets, uh, I loved all of it. Um, even the wolf, which is annoying, it was still a, an interesting thing and it was it's obviously gotten got me thinking and it will keep me wondering throughout the break. That's for sure. So, a plus for me. Okay, so where can you find four Midwest guys? Well, it's real simple. You go to the number four Midwest guys dot com. Again, that's the number four Midwest guys dot com. One more time. The number four Midwest guys dot com. There you can get links to our podbean, to our iTunes, to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube accounts. You can follow, like, subscribe there. But you can also check out all of our podcasts there. They're in chronological order. Or if you go up to the top of the links, they're all categorized. So if you just like Star Wars Rebels, you click Star Wars Rebels if you like Game of Thrones. We actually have two different podcasts for that one. They're all there. It's all categorized. One stop shop. The number four, MidwestGuys.com Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And this is B. Willie Say, may the force be with you always.